probably the most impressive skin growth I've seen in these parts in quite some time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Huh? Hey, Crumb. Who is that? Up here. <gasps> My pimple? Live and in the flesh. I don't understand what's happening. Hey, what's to understand? I formed, therefore I am. You can talk? Talk, sing. I can even bake a mean snot cake if you give me the right ingredients. But, but you're a pimple on me. And let me tell you, you've been a great host. Thanks. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kevin. Yeah. Back in the house. Indeed. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, it sure has. Still thinking about that. Are you for the dark debate? Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I am. Um, and, and I know I made the right choice. Uh, <laughs> uh, very good. Well, uh, feels good to be back. Uh, last week we talked Nick in the afternoon, and um, uh, I wanted to share someone who had a dissenting opinion about Nick in the afternoon. This was from uh, Cascadian Beer. And I think he actually runs his own podcast, uh, if you want to find mm. him on Twitter, uh, Cascadian Beer. Um, it looks like they do a podcast on stories behind craft beer in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> really specific. Very specific. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if... I'd be jacked if, like, my favorite beer yeah. had a podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he said about Nick in the Afternoon, I always knew it was truly summertime when Stick Stickly arrived on the screen. However got over him in about a week because you had already seen the six different links they recorded between shows roughly four times already you could tell it was totally made fast quick uh made cheap and by midsummer i'd be so mad at seeing the same pre-taped segments over and over i decided to make my own one one year <laughs> wow uh was also an excuse to have a popsicle at 9 a.m <laughs> it's not something that i remembered when we went over it so yeah. it must not have bothered me too much it's a lot of attention to detail for a 10 year old <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course i don't know how uh, how old how old this fella is but uh. <laughs> uh well it's been a while since we've seen you kevin and we've talked about a lot of topics uh we always want to give anybody the chance if you if there's anything you feel passionate about that we've talked about uh, sure. Um, well, I'm not going to get into the uh, the favorite Nick family because I was very active in all the polls on Twitter, <laughs> and pretty much the winner of every poll is who I pick, so I'm, oh, I'm perfect right. in that right. uh, regard. But I think I could ruffle a couple feathers with the worst character. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go with Ren. Oh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin and I just gave each other uh, an invisible high five. <laughs> worst. <laughs> Give me a break. I, you know, I also voted for Rocco's Modern Life in that that poll, and I'm yeah. so happy that that won. I just I, so I couldn't... you never liked Ren Cindy. Is that what I'm hearing? It was fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Ren was not not doing it for me. I mean, I know he was supposed to be that horribly annoying yeah. character, and he did exactly that for me. So um, sounds like yeah. you <laughs> worst character for me. <laughs> right. So 
all five spots on your list. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one through five. Yeah, I guess if I had to pick another one, it'd be it'd be Budnick from uh, mm-hmm. so your shorts. But I think that's kind of an easy one. No, but those it, are similar characters. Yeah. yeah, you don't like the characters that are picking on other people. Real antagonists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I may have been picked on a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. Uh-huh. By you guys. <laughs> you want to talk about it here? <laughs> maybe a maybe a special episode for that one. <laughs> Behind the paywall. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Um. Yeah, I guess Nick in the afternoon. I was definitely one of those people that wrote in and talked about how I I knew that uh you know that his theme song you know. P.O. Box. Did yeah, you his write P.O. It? Box number. Such an amazing jingle that you can remember a specific address for yeah. you know twenty years. I wonder if you wrote to that address now where it would go. I hope it would go to Stick Stickly. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I did notice he took um, Maybe he has a forwarding tweets. address. He stopped uh, taking letters, to started taking tweets during uh, the last, when he showed up on Nick's Platt. So yeah. same address? Or? But so you know. It was like P.O. Box 963. His Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know they're getting a couple letters a year, though. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I would think so. There's probably some it's probably some like you know I don't even know what it could be now. Spaghetti yeah. sauce company and they're getting uh, <laughs> letters for there this it is. weird sticks. <laughs> there it is, spaghetti sauce company. That was also my first guess. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, anything else to add, Kevin, from um, our last week's? I, I think it's all right. Okay. It's, it's sufficient. Well, today we're going to be discussing an episode that you picked on our Twitter poll. Yeah. Um, it is called Crumb's Pimple. It's from our, uh, our Real Monsters. Yeah. I did uh, not vote for this one, by the way. Oh, interesting. Oh, which one did you vote for? Um, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> The, the options uh, w- w- that we posted for what we we're going to talk about today were Clarissa Explains It All, Cool Dad. Oh, that, yeah, that's the one I voted for. Great yeah. episode. <laughs> that, that came in last. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> At the time that I voted, it was neck and neck with Crumbs yeah. Pimple. <laughs> we also had Rugrats, Beach Babies, uh, and we had Keenan and Kel, Bag and Sagging Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, it was a, ended up being a close race between Crumbs Pimple and Beach Babies. Mm. Um Keenan Kel was leading for a while. Well, you know, of those episodes that were listed, I think this one kind of stuck out as one that I remembered. Oh yeah, the best. Okay, mm. interesting. Um, but I just like that cool dad episode as well. So. <laughs> that cool dad. It is a good one. Do you remember Crumb's Pimple very well? I remembered it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew what happened in it before I watched it again. Didn't remember the specifics, but yeah, it, it was pretty straightforward it's definitely know, like so. the only plot line that like actually stuck out in my head of yeah of the show it's so. pretty memorable i yeah. think uh yeah well should we go down memory lane all right all right uh <laughs> so crumbs uh crumbs pimple uh was season one episode 5a uh, so it was the first part of a two-parter, as all Aro monsters were it premiered on saturday november 26 1994 mm. um Okay, so in, in fall, uh, fall episode, um, I'm, I suspect since it was the fifth episode that our monster started around Halloween, yeah, uh, which would make sense. Um, but November of 1994, let's get into it. Uh, November 4th, the United Center in Chicago opens, and that's where the Chicago Bulls play and where Michael Jordan won many of his titles. So in a new arena, their first game was against the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, they beat them by... Uh, 
six points. November 4th, San Francisco held the first conference that focused exclusively on the subject uh, of the commercial potential of the World Wide Web. Huh. Uh, WWW. Wow. Yeah. What year was this? 94. 94. So they're having a conference to talk about like how can we make money off the internet, wow. which is really crazy <laughs> to think about. That's yeah. only 22 years ago. <laughs> Here we all are on the internet. <laughs> Here I am staring at my phone <laughs> reading these facts. Uh, November 5th, the space probe Ulysses completes the first passage behind the sun, which wow. is pretty cool. Uh, hmm. November 8th, the Cleveland Cavaliers have their first game at the Gund Arena, which is now called Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, so the Cavs play for the first time. They lose to the Houston Rockets uh, by two points. Hmm. Nail-biter. Um, uh, November 9th, the first female president is elected of Sh- uh, in Sri Lanka. Hmm. Uh, and I included that one because I had to do a whole report on it in college. <laughs> <laughs> I was not in college in the 90s, but I was assigned the country of Sri Lanka and... Anyway, I, I won't bore you with the details. November, I, have I heard? Uh, November 9th, um, oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. November 11th, Bill Gates buys Leonardo da Vinci's Codex for 30, $30.8 million. It's an interesting factoid. <laughs> I wonder if he still owns them. Oof, you spend that much. <laughs> I'd hope. Uh, November 13th, Sweden agrees to be in the European Union. Hmm. Uh, November 28th, uh, in Wisconsin, convicted serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer is clubbed to death by an inmate in the Columbia Correctional Institute Gymnasium. It sounds like they almost had to let that happen. I mean, how do you get get clubbed to death, like... (laughs) In a facility where you're supposed to be being watched all the time. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you wonder if the guards were just like, no, this is what you get for yeah. eating people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then November 29th, uh, Seoul, Korea celebrated its 600th anniversary of its founding. Hmm. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, November 1994 was a great month for movies. And so as always, we're going to play a little game where you have to select if you had to watch one of these movies for the rest of your life, which movie would it be? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Four movies. And I... Here we go. (laughs) For one week, Stargate. Mm, Love it. For one week, Interview with the Vampire. For one week, Star Trek Generations. And for for one week, The Santa Claus. (laughs) So I'm not I'm not kidding Jeez. when I say this is a heck of a week. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. I'll give you a second to stew on it. Can we hear him one more time? Sure. Uh, Stargate for one week. Interview with a vampire. Star Trek Generations. The Santa Claus. Well, well, Andrew's yeah, yeah. thinking his brains out over there. And, and uh, ju- just so you know, Andrew literally just pulled at his hair as he was thinking about it. Uh, for me, it's pretty easy. Uh, it, I mean, it is kind of a close race between uh, you know, Stargate and uh, Star Trek. Um, I'm going to go with Stargate. Oh, wow. Um, mm. That was a great film. Yeah. You st- you own it? You have it? Of course you, I do. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I Stargate's really good, but... I wouldn't say I know a ton of people who, are, who would just be like, yeah, it's on yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it was a great movie. You know, Star Trek Generations, I mean, we've got the entire series of Star Trek. It's a, it's incredible. It is. 
Um. <laughs> As we stare at each other in amazement. This was. Uh... <laughs> Boy, okay, this is a tough pick. I think I'm gonna have to go with Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Probably watched it the most times. Stargate was very close for me, and then. In a very close third, the Santa Claus. <laughs> I, I was expecting that to be number one. More than after. generations? I, I just wasn't into Star Trek as much at the time, I guess, mm-hmm. and I loved the Santa Claus when yeah. it came out. Yeah, so. yeah I, I expect but, that to be number one after that Flintstones fiasco. So. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, the fiasco. I I would uh, I would also go with Interview with the Vampire. It's just I think of the four. Uh, it feels like a classic. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt at his uh, at his best, Tom Cruise at his best, and I, even though Chris claims I hate Kirsten Dunst, uh, <laughs> I think she's fabulous, fabulous in the movie. Yeah, um, it really feels kind of timeless. Um, so I would I, I would say my second would be Generations. Hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, I love Next Generation so much. Jean Luc and Data, and oh. it is phenomenal. <laughs> I guess I just like the show so much more than the the movies. To it's true. Agree with that it's well. true. But yeah. I I have vivid memory. My dad also loved Next Generation, so it was one of those things where it was one of the weird things that both me and my dad would sit down and watch. Uh, and so I remember when the movies came out, it was like the only movies my dad was excited to go <laughs> see. Uh, usually it was like a kids movie or something, but my dad would be like, "Oh, you want to go see the new Star Trek?" And so those were always really exciting. Um, I would say Santa Claus would be last on my list. Hmm. Uh, I think it's probably one of, still one of the best Christmas movies that I can think of. Yeah, definitely one of the more more tolerable. I mean, maybe, <laughs> I mean, top ten, maybe. Like, I, there's still a lot above do you it. Have, but, do you have a number one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Christmas Vacation. No question oh, about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, no, it's a great pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Number one Christmas movie, Kevin? I, I haven't really thought of it. Um, <laughs> Santa Claus is up there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's fine for a Christmas movie. So, yeah. I mean, Christmas Vacation is great as well. So, yeah. Stargate. <laughs> Stargate, all time best Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, ninety four was a great year for what, movies. What's your Christmas movie? Um, I probably would. I, I probably am. What I think you're gonna say. I'm Go probably ahead. most in the mood to watch a Christmas story. Oh, oh, yeah, great. Um, great. I, at this point, if you haven't figured out that we're in the Cleveland area, <laughs> uh, we are, and so, <laughs> and so, um, growing up in Cleveland, you, I remember in elementary school, uh, before Christmas break, watching a Christmas story, and the teacher really conveying that this is important to our region. Like, <laughs> we're watching this because it was filmed 20 minutes away. <laughs> and the house is still a tourist. You can visit the house where it yeah. was filmed. And so, uh, and of course, they have the marathons on Christmas. And it's just a really brilliantly understated movie. Yeah. It feels real to childhood. Um, I don't know why we're yeah. talking about great one. It's a great one. It's a great one. Uh, what did you think I was going to say? Uh, I thought you were going to say Elf. It's really good. Which I, I just never it uh, never did anything for me. Yeah. Everyone seems to love it. Makes but. me chuckle. Okay. All right. 
Um, okay, number one song that month, a little anticlimactic because we've already heard it hmm. um, because this song was number one for three months, <laughs> <laughs> meaning when Pete and Pete, Grounded for Life, aired, it was number one, and it's still number one in November. That was I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Oh, boy. Three months of three I'll Make months Love to, to You. And then the next number one single was also another Boys to Men song. Uh, wow. I think it was On Bended Knee or something like that. Um I didn't know. I, I warned I warned you guys there's gonna be a <laughs> boatload of boys to men. <laughs> I had no idea boys to men was quite that popular. I mean yeah. I knew they were popular, but to that degree. Yeah. I remember th- <laughs> this is again a very Cleveland thing. I remember like not liking boys to men because in Cleveland Bone Thugs was like <laughs> and they're not comparable at all. I just felt like boys to men are bone thugs, like <laughs> Uh, you know, crossroads, crossroads was like really big and it just felt like, get these polished jerks out of here. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, you got, you got a new spin for us. Yeah. You know, I thought I'd bring something a little different to the segment here. Um, so in the, in the mid nineties, everybody had a super Nintendo unless your parents messed up and got a Genesis (laughs) instead. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So, uh, there were actually a ton of Super Nintendo games that came out in November of 94. So, like 30, which is crazy wow. because you don't see that many released these days. But I picked out four um, just to kind of highlight here. So, Madden 95 came uh, out, sure. which, if, if you remember, sports games are kind of released like uh, new cars the year before. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Pitfall, the Mine event- Adventure. Oh, yeah. And then these other two I thought was really topical for the podcast, uh, Nickelodeon Guts. Mm. Oh. And, yeah, I never played that one. I don't think I did either. And then Ren and Stimpy Time Warp. Ah. Definitely played <laughs> yeah. that. And there were quite a few Ren and Stimpy games on the Super Nintendo, yeah. so that, uh, it's pretty interesting. So um, that's it's my nice. little spin yeah. there for you guys. That's nice. If uh, you had to play one of those for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, pitfall. Yeah, easily. Pitfall. Yeah. Really? Easy. Ren and Stimpy. Oh. Well, yeah. you, you know yeah. how I feel about Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the shoe's on the other foot. You're staring at two people who hate Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that, very yeah. good. Um, but we are here to talk about yeah. Crumb's yeah. pimple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get down to it. Um, so the episode starts out with Ickis and Oblina and Crumb. Mm-hmm. Um kind of grooming themselves to get ready for school yeah. on this day. Yeah. Um, so I guess they live... It was almost like a college setting, it seemed a like. A dormitory. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but... In a, in a pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surreal. Um, and this is when Crumb notices a strange pimple uh, between his arms. I want yeah. to say his forehead, but... It's kind of... Uh, yeah. He doesn't, <laughs> I don't know what his forehead both, is. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Crumb, we are very late. Show us your pet hair animal some other time. No, look, I have a pimple. Oh, it's ugly, disgusting, and frighteningly vile. Thanks. We always knew you had it in you. Now I have it on me. Um, and right off the bat, uh, Ickes and Oblina like are complimenting him on it, yeah. which I think is the the <laughs> twist of our right? monsters, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, when they go to lunch, all the other monsters are, like, envious of his <laughs> glorious pimple. Yeah, yeah, the pimple has instantly made him one of the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I like it. Pull it off. I grew it myself. 
Um, and he gets noticed by Horrifica. Oh, yeah. The, oh, apparently man. the monster the hot girl. babe. Yeah. <laughs> I, which, uh, Horrifica, I think, is a great girl monster name. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was one of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, so, at, once he's getting all this attention, um... He, in an, in a bid to become the most likely to make others nauseous, uh, Crumb tries to make the pimple bigger. That is no ordinary pimple. It's a biggie, all right. If you made it bigger, you could be named most likely to make others nauseous. Wow, how do I make it bigger? Well, even I know that. Pick it. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> in that same opposite style. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he decides to start... Picking at it, but specifically starts wrenching. It. Yeah, he, he pulls a wrench from his pocket monster. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's just so monster. disgusting. He just wraps it around the pimple and squeezes. But it does work. Crumb's response is because a bunch of people are complimenting him, and just his. I think a lot of the comedy comes from Crumb being really modestly proud. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, this is very cool. Yeah, I love Crumb's whole attitude. It's on display in this episode. Yeah, uh, pretty well. Thank you. I've seen some pimples in my day, but that one curdles the goo. Well, I really know how to grow a good pimple. Hey, heck of a nice pimple. It's all mine too. Um, but uh, his agitating it does work. Yeah, and the pimple <laughs> grows bigger until it starts to talk to him. And we uh, meet. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> we sure Of did. course. Steve the pimple. Hey, Kizzleblina, you won't believe this. My pimple talks. Is everybody happy? I sure am. You must be. Oblina. Oblina. Let me say that you have the most revolting set of eyes I have ever seen. Crumb, he's charming. And this guy, this giant of the business we call monstering, must be. Ickes. Hey, he's great. Well, he is my pimple. I prefer to think of myself as independent. I didn't mean that. It's okay, it's okay. By the way, call me Steve. Steve? Still, what an odd name. I know, but what the heck? I like it. Well, I think it's unique and distinctive. Thanks a load, Bleeny. <laughs> so, uh, right off the bat, uh, Steve kind of, like, wins over Ickes and Oblina. Um, and we get a little, like, just a little hint that there might be a problem between him and Crumb yeah. as they're going to bed. Yeah, there's a bit but, of an attitude. Yeah. But, <laughs> but overall, they're pretty excited about Steve's uh, <laughs> appearance. Um, so in class the next day, uh, Steve steps <laughs> up to answer a question. Yeah. Um, the Grumble asks them to name the three chemical elements that make up high-grade phlegm. Oh man, this is my this is part of my stray observations. Oh, oh <laughs> no, no, no. but I have the answer if you want it. <laughs> oh, you have the answer, man. I to the question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention. Yeah. Only only Steve had the answer. I thought. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. There's a new sheriff in town. Uh, the three the three components are revoltium, yuccaminium, and snot snot toracum. Hmm. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> so, somehow Steve's the one that knows the answer to this. Yeah. Uh, well, because he, he, he's been uh, he's been down yeah. there under the skin absorbing the genius. Yeah. <laughs> you all thought about like the second that happened, I thought, oh, how does Steve know all this? Right. And then they actually yeah. explained it. I was yeah. surprised. You didn't have to make me look bad. Sorry, Crumb. I just gotta be me. Um. 
So, on, but on the way out, uh, Horrifica invites Steve to a party, having been impressed by his showing during class. Hi! Horrifica! Um, a bunch of us are going to hang out after school. Why don't you come and bring your friends, too? That'd be great. Not you. Him. Call me Steve. We'd be delighted. Right, fellas? Oh, yes! Great! I guess you have to come, too. See you there, Steve. Farewell, Horrifica. <laughs> um, and she tells him to bring Ickis and Oblina along, and since he has to bring Crumb along, bring Crumb along. Yeah, <sighs> poor Crumb. Uh, yeah. he, he thought she was talking to him at first. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that was a really uh, that was rough, rough to watch. Just hit, hitting home. Yeah, just. I think bit. it hits home for uh, every guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've all been there of being dragged along on a date just because you're friends with that person yeah yeah Yeah. you're the third wheel or whatever the (sighs) outsider um so they're uh so they we're next at the party did you note where the party took place i sure did (laughs) they they were at sam's diner did you notice that sam's is actually spelled dinner oh really sam's dinner oh i'm not sure if that's was on purpose or oh no typo or what interesting so anyway, but they're in a dumpster outside of Sam's dinner. Yeah, uh, like you know, parting it up. I yeah. Guess. yeah, and they had some um, really good musical entertainment. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did, did you? Uh, would you like to expand on that? Crumb's magical musical pit hairs were just the life of the party. I mean, that, yeah, actually, can we? Yeah, we can hear it. There? Yeah. Absolutely. Slime down lobsters, sing this song. Do da, do da. I want to super high, five miles long. Oh, the do da day. Flush me down below the ground. I'll float out to the bed. Chats. So Steve uh, is singing, impressing everyone with his singing somehow. I'm yeah. not sure because it wasn't very good. But, um, <laughs> did you notice what song? I mean, I had this in my stray observations, but did you notice what song he was? He made up like a gross version of a. Did, yeah, I, I forget which which song it was, but it was Camp Town Races. Right. Ah, interesting, <laughs> interesting <laughs> choice. Um, it must be um, public domain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call. Um, so this is uh, where Steve, like, and Crumb really kind of finally have at it, and Crumb's had enough of Steve's showboating, yeah. and uh, Steve like really kind of lays into Crumb um, like a jerk. Like we find out really for real now who that, Steve is. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Crumbum. You're really not a ruined party. You're the one ruining the party. I groom you. Why are you getting all the attention? We need to discuss your attitude, young man. You didn't grow me. I grew me. But you're on me. Let's get one thing straight. I, and I alone, am responsible for the magnificence that is me. Okay, so we see uh, Steve, like, slowly kind of, like, hamming it up um, in front of all the other monsters and, like, increasingly making crumb look like the bad guy yeah and like kind of turning people against him um especially Akison Oblina who 
you know, they kind of have like a falling out for a moment there. Yeah, it's kind of that like classic sitcom story where, you know, there's a new new character and yeah. Yeah. the only people that see his true colors are, you know, the, yeah. that one character yeah. and then the audience, of course. So, yeah. um, but, you know, a nice twist here. Yeah. In, the, in this case, Steve is <laughs> Steve is working out with like an arm, <laughs> yeah. uh, an arm bell. And uh, just, like, hitting Crumb on the head and telling him, like, what an idiot he is and how, like, Oblina and Nikis are also idiots, but they they overhear him. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, they finally find out who yeah. Steve really yeah. is. We saw how mean you were to Crumb. Losers! You're all losers! Oh, Crumb, we are so sorry for how we acted! That's okay. It's okay! It's okay! No one will be your friend now. No cares. I got bigger fish heads to fry. At this point, like Steve's found out, he knows it. Yeah. And he decides this is the time he, to make a break for it. Yeah, but he also owns it. Like you guys oh, are yeah, losers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Once he's caught, he has no remorse over uh, just really berating all of them. Yeah, and one of, one of the things I thought about the episode. I didn't think it was a perfect episode, and one thing I would have liked more of is pretty much the really arrogant, uh, mean yeah. Steve, uh, where he's just more straight up telling people how much they suck. Yeah, uh, I thought that was, and we only got like about two minutes of that towards the end, yeah. so I, I really thought that was the funniest portion. Um, but yeah, you're right, Steve makes a break. <laughs> he decides he doesn't want to be Crumb's pimple anymore. Um, yeah, so he runs off, and Ickis Noblina apologize and kind of make up with Crumb. Right. And uh, Steve, we see, moves <laughs> to a new dump, yeah. planning to take it over somehow. I'm not sure what... <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be a, a part of anyone at this new dump. Nobody knows him. I don't know. It's just odd. But his ego is been yeah, built he, up so yeah, much he that he like... probably thinks he can just waltz in there and... Uh, yeah, he thinks he's the greatest, and this is where the real twist comes in. Ah. When, we, when Steve discovers <laughs> a tiny voice calling to him, yeah. and he has a pimple, much like Crumb's oh, pimple, boy. in the exact same place, <laughs> and uh, Steve's pimple's really berating him. A whole new dump full of suckers! <laughs> I'll be running this place in no time at all! Oh yeah? That's what you think. Huh? Boo! <laughs> Did you, didn't I? Shut up! Oh, make me. You loser! You're a jerk! Oh, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Maybe, maybe all your life! Get off my head! Hey, quit squeezing me! Uh, just like Steve yeah, did to Crumb. It all comes back around. <laughs> and finally... You, as the new radicals sing, you get what you give. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally they disappear into the sunset, Steve and his pimple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yelling at each other and yeah. kind of making fun of each other which is a real it is a kind of a clever twist i it's something i yeah. every time i see it i go oh that is that's a good way of ending it yeah Absolutely. yeah i totally forgot that happened until the moment um yes dude got his so that's the episode yeah um i mean it's really tight it, it yeah it kind of goes by pretty fast yeah, it almost could have used a couple extra minutes of Steve and yeah. that kind of developing. Steve yeah. getting worse and worse. Um, but it followed. I mean, it all made sense. And mm -hmm. you know. yeah. uh, I, One thing I was thinking about it, I'm surprised people don't make a bigger deal that Monsters, Inc. is mm -hmm. exactly our real monsters. Yeah. 
even even like the hum the 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 source of humor in Monsters Inc. is that like everything gross is good, everything yeah, scary right. is good. Um, and Iroh Monsters preceded it by a lot. Yeah. And they're going to a school where they're learning to scare. <laughs> wow. And uh, I was watching the episode, and a lot of the monsters look a lot like some of the monsters in Monsters, Inc. I don't know where I'm going with this, besides the fact that, that it's just kind of shocking yeah. that these things were so close in time, but nobody ever went, oh, is Pixar just ripping off Iroh Monsters? Yeah. I mean, it does have a different, like... I guess the look of the uh, Monsters Inc. is yeah. like a big leap forward in animation, but in different vibes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all is designed to be more cartoony, more yeah. Yeah. bright and kid friendly. Yeah, a real monster is just. Of course, that's what I loved about well, a real monster right? is the grittiness of it. Yeah. yeah. One one thing I was thinking about when I was watching, and I hadn't watched our real monsters in a pretty long time when I watched this episode. Um, I love how they use music in the show, which is very sparingly. Um, most of the time it's silent, and all you hear is like just whatever natural noises are going on, like creaking or uh, just white noise. Um, very echoey, like they're in almost like a sewer type thing. Yeah. Uh, you hear a lot of dripping of like water, and then the music is only used as an accent of something that's happening rather than just like always playing underneath. Yeah. And it, that seems like a really good decision. Yeah. Good note. <laughs> um, should we talk about a little bit about the uh, people that were involved in the episode? Yeah, that means it's time for... Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. All right. Um, I just noted a couple people. Um, Steve... You may recognize his voice as James Belushi. Oh, really? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> wow. Of, uh, I mean, I guess according to Jim is uh, his his big yeah yeah. Um, but also he's done voices for Hey Arnold, Rugrats, and Goosebumps. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, and the other person I noted was uh, Steve's Pimples voice, which was S. Scott Bullock. And he does a lot of uh, animation voices, um, including Darkwing, er, voices on Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, as told by Ginger, Invader Zim, and an appearance in King's Quest VIII, the <laughs> game. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Unforgettable. <laughs> uh, so as always, I have some of the production stuff. Um, the director of the episode is a guy named Andre Svitsletsky. Uh, and it looked like he did a lot of work on Our Real Monsters. He did some work on All Grown Up. Um, mm. But the big other thing, and I thought this was interesting, particularly because you, I think there are some commonalities between Our Real Monsters and the show. He was the um, art director on um, pretty much all of Duckman. Oh, wow. So, uh, and I think if you think about it, Duckman, which was not a Nickelodeon show, but uh, Duckman and Our Real Monsters have some artistically yeah, similar things going definitely. on. And, and feel. Yeah, for sure. I, I really love Duckman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the animation on both is really good, really. Um, just uh, like, oh, really different from all the other Nickelodeon shows, especially. Mm -hmm. Just darker and... Mm -hmm. I have not seen Duckman. <laughs> you what? <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Um, the art director on uh, Ariel Monsters was Sergei Shermkovsky, uh, and he did Ariel Monsters. And the only other thing I could find that people might know is Rocket Power. Mm. Um, and then the writer of the episode is a guy named Michael Price. And Michael Price worked on just a couple of other episodes of Iro Monsters, but he did a lot of work as an animator on the Hercules animated series. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, as a writer, not an animator. He did two episodes of the PJs. Uh, he's done 21 episodes of The Simpsons between 2003 and 2017, and he was mm. a he was a consultant on the Simpsons movie. Um, he has done a ton of work with uh, Star Wars Lego animated series. I guess there's a bunch of them. I haven't seen them, but he's pretty much a writer on all of the different series. Uh, he works on the Netflix series F is for Family, hmm. which is um, Bill Burr's uh, cartoon on Netflix. And he is currently working on writing a new Pink Panther. I don't know if it's a movie or a TV series, but it's his next project. Uh, so pretty pretty accomplished writer, yeah. uh, unlike many of the writers we've experienced Definitely. in the past who yeah. fall off the face right. of the earth. Uh, After Michael. one brilliant episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you write the call, uh, although I wouldn't call the 13th floor brilliant. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mark Price is definitely still working. Uh, before we move on, something I realized we were talking about video games earlier. Did you guys play the Aro Monsters video game? Yes. Uh, a writer on Twitter uh, <laughs> tweeted us, and he uh, this at at Gold Rush Comic. Um, he said the Aro Monsters SNES game uh, was pretty darn hard. Uh, it it's. Uh... Did you play it at all, Kevin? Uh, yeah, a, a little bit. Probably gave up because of how challenging it was. <laughs> it, very much like a lot of the Nickelodeon games. Like I thought it looked great, yeah. really captured like the look of the show, but yeah. it was extremely hard. Yeah, those games definitely required a lot of dedication. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for. Like Just games that you would rent over and over and over again or something. Like yeah. You'd never be able to beat them. But yeah. I just remember like you played like with the three characters and had to do different things with them like yeah like jump forward really far or like use them as a ladder or something and it was just yeah it felt like every little move took a long time to figure out yeah yeah, yeah. which and, was a common <clears throat> was definitely a common thing for Nickelodeon video games right yeah. you kind of had to learn the game by memory and yeah everything. yeah it was My... almost like none of the the moves were like intuitive at all so like every time you're <laughs> yeah. like you're playing the game and you have to rethink out what you're doing every single time yeah. Right. Yeah, that it was though anytime like a franchise made a video game, I was always weary going into yeah. it because it felt like they had to make this fast and they probably didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I know for me number one, my number one enemy was Rocco's Modern Life, uh Spunky's yeah. Dangerous Day. Oh, yeah. Uh it just getting spunky around Boy, that a might lot be. of angry turning off the Super Nintendo. <laughs> that may be the number one most difficult Nickelodeon themed game. Yeah, period. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, I got us a little off topic, but uh, just came to mind. Um, trivia? All right. Yeah, I got a little. Go for it. Yeah. One. Um, I just noticed that this episode is similar to some other things. Like, it's a kind of common, like, story that comes up in different things. Um, right off the top of my head, uh, the horror movies Basket Case and Brain Damage. Similar things where, like, part of your body is, like, talking to you. And 
Um, and also uh, an episode of Futurama called Attack of the Killer App, in which Leela has a talking <laughs> boil yeah. on her. Ah. Uh, called Susan Boyle. After the <laughs> singer. Yeah. Um, but so it's a weird kind of weird that that like almost exact story is so odd, but it's yeah. come up like many times. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't find any trivia, so I'm happy you had some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on to stray observations. We talked about a couple. We know the three chemical elements that make up a yeah. high grade phlegm. <laughs> we know Sam's diner dinner uh is where they're hanging out what else you got um we also know camp town races yeah camp town races um did you notice the brand of tire that crumb was sitting in i sure did (laughs) uh and it was the more brand yes yeah yeah Yeah. Now that we're getting now that we're getting at good at what stray observations are, I feel like it's almost competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is really a stray observation, but I really enjoyed that Steve's voice is just kind of like a doubled, like octave effect. I yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. It did sound interesting. Um, did you notice what condiments Ickis was using at the lunch table? I think I got them. Okay. Uh, there was toe jam. Yeah. Uh, navel lint. Yeah. And later in the episode, there was a third. I just couldn't catch what it said. Very hard to make this yes. out. I think it said fly specks. <laughs> okay. Like, fly. I guess huh. just like pieces of fly. Yeah. At least that's the closest I come to reading it. You know, so. it's, you know, it's funny. I, so I wrote down on straight observations at the beginning of the episode, toe jam and navel lint and went, I know Andrew's going to have this. And then later in the episode, I noticed there was that third can and I debated in my head whether I should pause and look. Cause I'm like, I know he's going to get this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was too lazy. I'm like, nah, it's okay. All right. All right. Um, and the only, the only other thing I had was I counted up, from what I could tell, the number of different monsters that appeared in the episode. Wow, no. And humans. So Man, going above and beyond. <laughs> humans has to be... Like, like different types of monsters or total um, total like different ca- characters huh. seen in the monsters. episode. Yeah. That sounds including tedious. the classroom. Yes. Whew. No, I didn't. <laughs> Any guesses? I, I, guesses? Humans. I'm gonna guess two. Okay. Guess. Say like 25 monsters. Oh, no, what about got humans? Be more than that. Oh, oh go ahead. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Two or three. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I wasn't looking like mo- you guys were. Monsters. I would guess. How many did you guess? Is it 25? Oh, that might not be too far off. I'll say 30. I was just thinking of the classroom, though. I didn't really yeah, consider yeah, the yeah. cafeteria, so there might have been some more in there. Well, there was one human. Just just the he guy at the, the diner. guy dumping yeah. out the trash yeah. at the oh, yeah. diner. <laughs> and 40, I counted, uh, total monsters. Wow. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, that classroom has to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible, really, to like see that many different characters in one episode and fast. Yeah, I did. That was something I thought about in the cafeteria of just how many monsters are sitting around. Yeah, and, like I mean, they making one off comments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So. That was a good one. I'm gonna have to step up my stray observation game. <laughs> Yeah, you must have spent like an hour and a half on that I'm going to have to start pausing. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, did you notice what food Steve doesn't like at the cafeteria? Oh, yeah. I know. Do you have, do you I, know? I have no idea. Worms. Cafeteria worms. Yeah, worms. Yeah, he, he accepts it from the cafeteria lady. And oh, yeah. And that's real snide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you notice what uh, Steve uses as a hat when he leaves Crumb? Ooh. I don't know. I do not recall. Mm. Bottle cap, I'll guess. 
Uh, no. He, he, Steve uses a tuna can. Oh, yeah. As he leaves. Um, and... Nope, we've said the rest. Yeah, but yeah, fun. Uh, yeah, the show does have a lot to look for. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, the de- the detail. There's a ton of detail. I mean, it, really, you could probably stop and look at the garbage. And yeah. uh, the only reason I knew the tire is because I thought, well, there's a name on it. <laughs> and she's probably looking. <laughs> this was my first my first shot at the uh, the competition of stray observations. So oh, boy, I'll step it up next next time. <laughs> I didn't have any, so. <laughs> all right and that leaves us with ratings uh and a quick review of the ratings imdb gives this an 8.4 which is the highest rated episode of the first season oh man Uh, isn't Um, it the highest rated of the whole series oh boy imdb i didn't look through the whole series i I sure did gosh darn it people it is is the highest rated of the entire series that's incredible (laughs) at least according to imdb wow okay Okay. uh there was another there was an 8.3 in the first season but yeah i didn't i didn't go through the whole series okay interesting so i mean one of the reasons this was on the twitter poll is because it's regarded as one of the best i didn't know Mm. it was rated as the uh on tv.com it has an 8.2 out of 10 so pretty much the same as imdb um, so that means it's time for us to give Krebs stars out of five. And I've never given Krebs stars before. Oh, hey um, If real back, going back in time, laughing in the dark, <laughs> Crimson Clown. <laughs> how many Krebs stars? Um, geez, I don't know. Probably three and a half a piece for both. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Even though you loved laughing in the dark way more, seemingly. <laughs> you're gonna re- you're gonna think on this. You're yeah, gonna regret g- it. Yeah, give, me, g- give me give me some time to think okay, about okay, that. That right, was all uh... right. Yeah, no, 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 I know. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about uh, what'd you think? Okay, ratings. Gosh. Well, I liked the episode, but I didn't love it. Um, I ended up giving it two point five crib stars. Um, wow. Very surprised. Middle of the road. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear about the those high ratings on imdb but uh i just i liked the episode but it was just like i've seen this story so many times that Mm -hmm. it the story itself was like kind of just it just didn't do that much for me yeah Yeah. so do you think this is the best uh real monster story no definitely okay i mean there are other ones that you liked a lot more okay um so you think crumbs pimple is 0.5 better than 13th floor yeah, I would say that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, am I okay. wrong? Okay. Uh, I think you are. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, not by a lot, but I yeah, okay. I, I, I think their quality is, yeah, different. <laughs> um, three group hmm. stars. Okay. Um, yeah, I really liked the episode. Uh, like, like you said, it had a lot of reused material. Um, when I was watching it, the... Uh, the first thing that came to mind for me was actually an episode of Friends when uh, Ben Stiller is one of the guest stars, and uh, you know when it's just him, um, him and Ross. He's just mm. this horrible human being. He screams at everyone, and it's just really awful. And then all of his friends come back, and he's this wonderful <laughs> person. So it just kind of. And then of course at the end, there's that big spoil where everyone <laughs> walks in on him, reaming out someone, and it's just so pretty much the same. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> Except one's a growth, and one's better. Uh, I also gave it a three, and um, 
we haven't talked a lot about Aurel Monsters, um, but I, it's a series to me that doesn't have like a ton of highs or a ton of lows. And so to me, this episode just kind of fits into what Aurel Monsters is, which is like a pretty amusing show that never feels totally standout, but never... I never felt like I had to turn it off when it came on. I was like, okay, I'm happy Aurel Monsters yeah. is on. Um, and I think that this episode, I'm also surprised it's so highly regarded because it feels kind of average. Um, so a three made sense. Uh, I thought, I mean, there were definitely points I chuckled. I thought Crumb was really funny in it. Yeah. Um, and I thought the end bit where really it becomes combative with Steve and Crumb was funny. Um, but it just never felt, it never felt like a classic episode of something. Yeah. And it's harder, too, when it's 15-minute segments to really have that feel. Doug did it just fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, Doug... That is true. Doug has a lot more segments that feel very memorable, I think. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I I definitely agree with the... um, Like, the 15-minute constraint. Um, But I thought that it did actually do it pretty well fit into that 15 minutes pretty well it did still still feel almost like a like a side episode or like just not that important to the series in any way yeah i don't know okay yeah so i mean we're all pretty much around the same page um i guess overall my my three crib star rating kind of goes for the whole series i mean it's just kind of i feel like this episode is pretty much the epitome of the series and yeah um well, we've talked about our real monsters. <laughs> we, we may again someday. Um, but our next episode is going to be kind of interesting. Um, possibly episodes. Uh, could be a two-parter. We'll see. We're not sure because uh, next time around, what are we doing? Uh, we're going to have a, a group segment. Yeah. Um, bunch of uh, friends of ours uh, talking about um, some of the things that you've brought up. Yeah, a lot um, of fan requests we haven't yeah. gotten to that maybe feel too small to have their own yeah. episode. So, more conversational. Yeah, so, um, but I, I think it'll be good. I think we'll be able to get a I mean, I think there'll be a lot to say about this stuff, and yeah. it'll be good to uh, kind of explore these things that people want to hear about. Definitely, yeah, you guys have been sending stuff in, so next week, uh, Kevin will be there, yeah. Brett will be there, uh, maybe some voices you haven't heard from before. Uh, I wish Chris was going to be there. We all wish Chris could be there. In spirit. Every time. You you mentioned earlier that Alex Mack was one of the most mentioned things on this show, but I think above that is Chris. Chris is one of the most mentioned things on this show. And and rightfully so. We can definitely give him a call. Yeah. We can uh, oh, yeah. we can call that. Yeah, we'll yeah. be on we'll we'll be in an exotic location. Yeah. We, mystery location? Mystery to location. To be revealed possibly when <laughs> when we get there. Yeah, it'll uh, yeah. So we'll we'll not be in our usual space. Uh, we'll have more people and so um, if you've sent us sm- small topics that are good for kind of just conversation, uh, you know, maybe count on hearing us chat about it. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming again, Kevin. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me, and I look forward to next week. Yeah. Always great having you. <laughs> okay. Okay, All we'll righty. see you next time. Am I still